You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, good morning. Last night sucked. Let's get into it here on Locked On Kings. This is your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage each and every single weekday. Bite-sized Kings news for you, updates, interviews, in-depth conversation, and analysis. We have it all right here for you. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, this entire network continues to grow day by day. And if you call yourself a sports fan, this is exactly where you want to be. If it's NBA coverage, NFL uh, coverage, MLB, fantasy sports, college, you have it all right here on this very network. Thank you so much for choosing Locked On Kings and for being a part of the Locked On Kings podcast here today. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host from Sports 1140 KHDK. That is the flagship radio station of the Sacramento Kings here in the California capital. I work there as an on-air host and a multimedia talent and reporter. Last night, Kings lost bad to the Oklahoma City Thunder, falling by 19 points. The Sacramento Kings were very shorthanded in this game, missing Marvin Bagley, who's been out for a while with that knee injury. Iman Shumpert, who's been fantastic against the Oklahoma City Thunder all uh, season so far, uh, is still out with that hip contusion. Bogdan Bogdanovich was out. He's listed as day-to-day with some foot soreness that he suffered in the Minnesota game. Uh, Harry Giles was sent to the G League. The Kings were just short-handed. They did everything they could. At least De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald did everything that they could to make a game out of it. The Kings actually got off to a fairly decent start, but the big three in Oklahoma City was just too much for the Kings to handle. You had an amazing night uh, for Paul George, uh, 43 points that he finished with. Steven Adams was an absolute beast on the board, 20 points, 23 rebounds. But nobody wants to talk about the game. Everybody wants to talk about the post-game comments. Now, Willie Cauley-Stein had, in my opinion, his worst game of the season. Uh, he, he just looked terrible from from start to finish. He was completely out-hustled and beaten on the boards. Now, I knew it was going to be a bad matchup from the very start. A player like Steven Adams with that size, that nose for the basketball, the energy that he plays with, the Kings didn't have uh, really anybody to counter that. But you were hoping to see more of an output from Willie Cauley-Stein. Now, it wasn't just him uh, that was a, a struggle for the Kings rebounding-wise. First off, let's look at the rebound differential between these two teams. 66 rebounds. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, only 43 for the Kings. 66 rebounds includes 18 offensive rebounds. Steven Adams had nine of those 18 offensive rebounds. The Kings just had no answer on the block for Steven Adams. Willie Cauley-Stein, who played the most against Steven, as he is the starting center for the Kings, did not have a good game whatsoever, but he did still lead the Kings in rebounding with seven boards. You want to see more out of your athletic big center, but... Uh, only seven rebounds for Willie. Justin Jackson and Nemanja Bielitsa each got you six. You also got six rebounds from Buddy Heald. So nobody really uh, did too good of a job on the glass last night. The Kings certainly paid for it. The amount of second-chance opportunities allowed the Oklahoma City Thunder to make their run and to pull away in the second quarter and then to pull away again uh, in the fourth quarter. Kings tried to make a game out of it in the third. Like I said, got off to a great start, and a lot of that was because of the uh, the execution of Buddy Heald, who finished with 30, uh, 37 points, which is a career high, by the way. He did so on 25 shots, so he wasn't the most efficient, but did go 7 of 14 
from three-point range. And without Buddy Heald in this game, the Kings would have been doomed, screwed over, and dead to all rights. Uh, De'Aaron Fox also provided 28 points and 12 assists, so he had a good showing as well. He was well-rested after playing only six minutes against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But following the game... Uh, we're talking rebounding. We're trying to get answers from head coach Dave Yeager, from uh, some of the, the Kings players. And we'll start with Dave Yeager. I'm going to be playing for you uh, his audio in just a little bit. But Dave Yeager was asked multiple times in, in multiple different ways about the rebounding and why the rebound struggled. And each and every single time, Jaeger gave about a two to three second answer that was relatively dismissive. Now, Jaeger likes to play his cards close to the chest. He's not going to call out any players uh, in the media. He's not going to do anything like that. That's not the kind of coach that he is, and his players respect him for that, and I fully respect him for that uh, as a media member. I know when he gives certain answers, he's just not going to talk about certain things, and that's okay. He is not obligated uh, to talk about that. The fact that he is still on the podium, the fact that he is giving us an answer and listening to it and taking the time, we know that he is aware of the issues it's not his uh it's not our or his obligation let's put it that way it's not his obligation to tell us everything that we want to know or call out players or or always uh, answer our question to a t i know that bothers some kings fans doesn't bother me in the media doesn't bother most of us in the media we're aware of certain situations especially after a a bad loss uh, loss like the Kings suffered to the oklahoma city thunder but everybody's talking about willie collie steins post-game comments. Now, I was standing there as one of four reporters that were actually talking to Willie Cauley-Stein following the game. It was myself, Sean Cunningham from ABC, which you've heard a couple times on here, Blake Ellington from Sacktown Royalty, uh, and then it was Jason Jones of The Athletic. And Jason Jones was the one primarily asking Willie Cauley-Stein the questions. We were all gathered around listening. I didn't ask any questions, but I was there. I was live-tweeting his quotes, and then I was recording the audio for his quotes to see if he'd say anything interesting. Of course, Willie was going to be asked about the rebounding differential, something that he struggle with not just in this game against Steven Adams but DeAndre Jordan also got 20 plus rebounds in the Dallas Mavericks game over the weekend so twice in the last three games the opposing team center has pulled down more than 20 rebounds which quite frankly is just unexcusable now these two guys are very skilled rebounders it's probably one of the best parts if not the best part of their game Willie Cauley-Stein said as much and he gave us this quote that I'm about to play you in just a second now understand that I tweeted out the quote And when I tweet quotes out, I'm tweeting them live, word for word, that I'm hearing right there without any context, without any uh, uh, commentary, any opinion of my own. When I'm in the locker room, my job then and there is to make sure that, that those quotes and the words of the players get out to the fans as soon as possible so they can read it and they can see it. It is then up to the fans, just like it is up to us in the media, to interpret it any way that we want to or how we believe it is. Now, context is also important with body language, with hearing the quote, with uh, seeing the quote via video. It's a lot better sometimes than just reading the words themselves. But printed quotes have been around since newspapers for, since the beginning of time. So you cannot accuse myself or anybody that goes and just print Prince quotes uh, of players and as as molding it in a certain direction or, or, or trying to to push a an anti Willie Cauley Stein or anti anybody angle. That's not our job. What we're doing is simply just putting the quote out there. So I texted and tweeted the quote out. It got a lot of negative feedback from a lot of fans that took it one way. I'll share with you the way that I took it live in person and the way that I've continued to take it, listening to the audio, uh, watching the video back, even reading the quote verbatim. Just listen first. Here is what Willie Cauley-Stein had to say when he was asked by Jason Jones about the rebound differential and about DeAndre Jordan 
and Steven Adams just owning the boards against the Kings in recent weeks. I mean, they get paid 100 mil to do that. Um, so if they're not doing that, you're looking at them different. Yeah, I get paid 100 mil to rebound in black shots. So um, me looking in on that, that's, that's big time. Um, you know, Steven's a hell of a player. So, you know, me playing against him and he's doing that, like that gives you like a, and he gets 100 mil to do that. All right, bet. So here's how I took that, and this is the first time I am voicing any opinion or having any commentary on this situation whatsoever. How I took that live in the moment, how I've continued to take it after reading the quote, after seeing the quote, reliving it, everything, is that what Willie Colling-Stein was saying in that moment is, okay, those guys are paid that much money to do that. That's how they earn their money. That's how they are essential and crucial to their team. So that's something that I am learning, that I am understanding. Okay, if that's what it takes to get paid, right, bet. That's what I'll do. That's what you need me to do. That's what it's going to take to get me uh, $100 million or to get me paid. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and I'm going to try and make that a part of my game. That's how I read it. That's how I interpreted it. And that was standing right next to Willie Cauley-Stein. Now, I understand when I tweeted the quote out that a lot of fans could take it as, he's saying, unless you pay me, I'm not going to do that for you. That was not the case whatsoever. I never phrased it to make it look like that. I tweeted out word for word what it was. It was up to you to interpret it and to take it that way. I'm telling you as someone who's standing right there next to him that I don't believe that's what he was saying whatsoever based off of his body language, based off the audio. That's not what he was saying, at least in my opinion. That is my interpretation of it. However, it is a little bit concerning that once again we're talking money and we're talking getting paid with Willie Cauley-Stein. Now, I'm okay with Willie wanting to get paid and wanting to get his money, especially after he's seen DeAndre Jordan get paid, especially after he just recently saw Clint Capella this summer get paid. Willie Cauley-Stein knows that there is a market out there for his kind of player, an athletic center who can run the floor, who is effective on offense, and Willie Cauley-Stein believes he's a better offensive player for his position than the two names that I just mentioned that just got massive paydays. Willie Cauley-Stein is more offensively gifted than uh, than DeAndre Jordan overall. He's more uh, offensively gifted than Clint Capella overall. But what do those two do that Willie Cauley-Stein doesn't always do? They consistently block shots and they consistently get rebounds. I think Willie Cauley-Stein is learning that and beginning to understand that in his own way. Is this quote the best look for him? Absolutely not. That's why many of us in the media reacted to it the way that we did and put it out there for your reactions because we don't think necessarily, or at least I don't think necessarily, it's the best look for Willie, but he's what it's what he said in the moment that matters. So Willie Cauley-Stein is recognizing, or at least I believe he's starting to recognize, that the reason why Steven Adams, DeAndre Jordan, Clint Capella are paid the money that they are paid is because They do the little things, the intangibles that are so important to a successful basketball program, and they do it on a nightly basis. If Willie Cauley-Stein can add elements of that to his scoring ability, because every once in a while we know Willie Cauley-Stein can come out with a 20-plus point performance and really help the Kings on the offensive side of the floor, I believe he's one of the best rim runners in the entire league at his position. If he can add a little bit of rebounding or uh, defensive consistency to that, then he is going to be an $100 million player. That's how I read into the entire situation. 
Those were my thoughts when I initially tweeted out the quote. They haven't changed. Uh, they haven't been morphed or, 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 or changed in any kind of way uh, by opinions of others. It's up to each and every single one of you as Kings fans listening to that to interpret it in your own way. All I can do is share what I believe in the moment. And I believe in the moment Willie Cauley-Stein was not saying whatsoever that he is not going to do those things. He's not going to do those intangibles until he gets paid. I think he was voicing, okay, it, it's, those intangibles are what it takes to get paid. Got it. That's huge for me. I've learned that. That is something that I'm going to be able to do and going to strive to do. And if Willie Cauley-Stein can do that, great. If that's the motivation that he needs, if the money is the motivation uh, for Willie Cauley-Stein to turn his game around or to, to become a consistent rebounder or a consistent shot blocker, to add that to his game, if that's what it takes, then fine. Use all the mon- money in the world to motivate him. I don't care whatsoever. It's all about him having an impact on this Kings team. He has had an impact on this Kings team, really, uh, from start to finish this season. He's had some bad games like he had last night, but overall, top to bottom, his numbers are up. His rebounding is up from last season, so he is improving. Maybe not at the pace that some Kings fans would like to see. I know fans question his effort at times, and he certainly didn't uh, give the best effort last night against Steven Adams and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I understand the gripes against him, but I do not believe, I firmly believe, do not believe that Willie Cauley-Stein only cares about the money and nothing else and that he will not give his best effort until the dotted line is signed. That is not the case with Willie Cauley-Stein, and I firmly, firmly believe that. Now that we got through the Willie Cauley-Stein quotes, let's talk about some of the other quotes and some of the other audio uh, from the rest of of this game. Here is the full press conference uh, of Dave Yeager following the game. Again, pay attention to, there's going to be a couple times where you're going to hear in a couple different ways, Yeager is asked about the rebounding, and he gives kind of dismissive responses. Now, audio-wise, it might sound like he's being rude or he's being mean. I, I promise you, that's not how I interpreted it. I can't speak for the other media members. This is just Dave Yeager after a tough loss, recognizing that there's something they need to work on, but doesn't really have much to say on the matter. It's not going to call out any players or anything like that. So listen to the audio, and uh, you can take away what you want from this Dave Yeager post-game press conference. I thought he said a lot of great things as well, had a good uh, some good things to say about Buddy Heald and his career night. Uh, so take a listen to head coach Dave Yeager. Um, hats off to Oklahoma City. They, they were very serious and locked in tonight, very physical. Uh, uh, beat us to spots on the floor, beat us to basketballs, uh, beat us to rebounds, and, and uh, you know they were they were more physical. They're, they're built a lot bigger than we are uh, at this point, and so you know it just takes a while for our guys to fill out and, and uh, get bigger and uh, and stronger as time goes on. Coach, with three key players out, how much more difficult does that make it to be able to weather storms from teams like OKC when they go on a run? Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely more difficult uh, not having the bodies there, but. You know, everybody has an opportunity to, to step in there and, and uh, show what they can do. Rebounding, obviously always something with OKC you got to worry about. How much does the rebounds from the free throw line really hurt in situations like tonight? Definitely. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you get your team back in and you get going on that third, third quarter run, what would you see it was just kind of working for you? Did you guys figure you were going to have a run in you? Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you hope so. We, we make some shots, but, you know, at the end of the day, Sean, I mean, we've given up 130, 132, 132, 118, and 132. And it's not exciting for me watching guys just tee it up and go right down the lane over and over and over. So we got to get, uh, we got to get better individually uh, guarding the basketball, and we got to get a little bit more active 
uh, in our help, and uh, you know, got to make more more uh, more efforts to close out and, and get to guys. And but you know, it's just it's in the paint, it's in the paint, it's in the paint. Coach, uh, second time in three games, one, uh, one of the centers has gotten 20 plus rebounds. Is that a collective effort thing, or is that uh, a case of a guy just being an excellent rebounder and just beating your guys to spots? Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Dave, can you talk a little bit about <clears throat> the way Buddy played tonight and just how he's kind of an emerging as as uh, such a scoring threat? Yeah, I mean, he made a, he made a lot of shots, and, and I had to play him a lot of minutes, but. Uh, we needed we needed some uh, some scoring guy can go get his own shot and uh, he was he was super for us. So really, the only part of his post game press conference that I want to focus on and and really discuss uh, is is at the very beginning. He was talking about how physical the Oklahoma City Thunder were and that the Kings just couldn't compete with that right now. Physically, they're not there. They're not up to that level. It's going to take them time uh, to v- develop for the bodies to get bigger to be able to handle a guy like Stephen Adams. And I understand that to some extent. I hope that does not become a consistent excuse for this team. And I don't believe Dave Yeager was meaning for that to sound like an excuse and a dismissal of what was a very serious issue. He's aware that the Kings have struggled rebounding all season long. He's also aware uh, that a lot of it is, uh, half of it is positioning and half of it is effort. Sometimes the effort is there. You see guys like Marvin Bagley and how they always have a nose for the basketball and go after it really, really hard. Troy Williams is another guy that does that, but that doesn't always translate to, to getting a lot of rebounds. And then a lot of it is positioning. When you have a guy that is as big as Steven Adams around the block, how do you stop him from getting rebounds? Or what's the best thing you can do to, to, to stop him from getting boards? It's box him out and make him go over the top of you and foul you, or at least push him out of the way or shield him so that a teammate uh, can grab a ball or maybe you can grab the ball away from him. And that's something that the Kings don't really do and haven't done consistency uh, consistently. That's a part of Willie Cauley-Stein's game uh, that I would like to see improve. Willie Cauley-Stein doesn't necessarily have the strength to be able to battle with a Steven Adams down low for a rebound. So, Box out, position, get better in the other areas other than just raw strength. Uh, Have a nose for the basketball, read it better off the rim, go up and use your athleticism to get higher uh, than Steven Adams. Just different elements like that that, quite frankly, we didn't see from Willie Cauley-Stein last night, but we have seen flashes of in the past. Consistency with Willie Cauley-Stein is the biggest question mark. But in regards to Dave Yeager's post-game press conference, not surprised, disappointed whatsoever uh, that he didn't call any players out or he didn't say anything beyond a, a couple of words in regards of of rebounding. That's just not the place, the time to do that. He's not uh, in the business of uh, embarrassing a player or dangling a player out to dry, nor are any of the Sacramento Kings teammates. Now, uh, there was also an interview with De'Aaron Fox, and I'm going to be playing here very, very shortly. And one of the things he's asked about is the rebounding. He's actually asked twice and gives two different answers about it. And basically what he says, and you're going to hear it in just a second in his own words, but uh, to, to, to clarify it or to put it into a little bit of context, essentially what De'Aaron Fox says is that rebounding is more than just one guy, so he's not putting all the onus on Willie Cauley-Stein or Costa Kufos or any of the bigs to go out and get all the rebounds. The team can get better as a whole at rebounding, and that re- rebounding mostly at its core is effort. Now, I know a lot of fans saw those tweets or saw those quotes that I tweeted out and said, oh, he's taking veiled shots at Willie Cauley-Stein. No, he is not. De'Aaron Fox is not that stupid. De'Aaron Fox is not taking any shots whatsoever. He says word for word, rebounding is a team thing. You're going to hear James Hamm from NBC asks him 
about rebounding and is it all on the bigs or is it more of a team thing and De'Aaron talks about team immediately and doesn't even start to begin to talk about or single out any players in particular so listen to De'Aaron Fox's post-game press conference here I thought he did a good job being a leader here uh, in this, in these quotes and in this uh, this little uh, conference that he had with the media, uh, and, and certainly some good things to take away from the, the now 21 year old as De'Aaron Fox is celebrating his birthday today. Now the 21 year old De'Aaron Fox uh, growing as a leader uh, in locker room and on the floor. Uh, I mean, you know they made some tough shots, but you know we also had some turnovers. Uh, and we made a run there in the in the third quarter. Yeah, we made a run there in the third quarter, and they answered it pretty well. And uh, I mean, PG and Russ just had a hell of a game, and had a, they had they took over in the fourth quarter there. When you guys, I mean, obviously it's a team that you guys have beat twice. Did you guys kind of figure you were going to get their best outing if they kind of had something for you? Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's happened the last two times, the last two games. You know, we beat both these teams twice, and they just had our number this, uh, you know, these past two games. Coach talked about how mature they are and just physically how much bigger they are than you guys are right now in your career. Do you guys feel that when you are on the court? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, these teams, you know, try to go inside a lot. Um, you know, big, 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 big bodies at, you know, just about every position. So, um, you know, team, we see teams trying to crash a lot more than you know, in the early in the season because they were worried about us running. But you know, we just got to stop giving up offensive rebounds and you know all the points, all the second chance points. The rebounding numbers are very, very skewed. Is that something you guys need to do more as a team? Uh, definitely, definitely. You know, rebound is not just a one, not just a one man effort. Buddy had a career high tonight. Um, just talk a little bit about him as a, a scorer, shooter. How nice it is to play alongside him. Uh, he was great tonight. I mean, you know, we had we had some guys out and. You know, uh, he knew a lot more was going to be on his shoulders as far as, you know, putting the ball in the basket. He came out and did what he had to do. When you talked about the rebounding, was it more of yeah, an effort thing, or how do you see some of Oh, yeah, we have, to give, we have to give ourselves more of an effort just because, you know, the bigger bodies that we're playing against. But, um, you know, it's something you can work on as far as boxing out. But other than that, I mean, it's rebound is pure effort. How do you feel you guys are able to rebound from losses like this? you feel like it doesn't impact you guys much? You learn from it and move on? Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to let it go. You know, in the West, you can't just think about, you know, one or two losses. There's more games to play. And, um, I mean, it's an extremely competitive conference. You know, everybody's, you know, so so close together as far as record goes. And, uh, you know, this team's trying to make the playoffs. So we man, we got to let this go and, you know, just be ready for the next one. Physically, where are you guys at? Four games in six nights. I mean, it seems like you get a little nagging injuries here and there around the room. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's, you know, trying to get trying to get 100%. And, uh, just try to try to get back to where we were. You know, um, I mean, we dropped two. I don't know the last time we dropped two in a row, but uh, I mean, we're we're just looking forward to next game. When you go up against someone like you know, Russell Westbrook, it seems like every day a, you know star point guard that you're going up against. But what what makes him so unique? Uh, I mean, he just keeps coming at you. He he attacks you one way, and it's you know 100 miles per hour, and it's you know uh, extremely forceful going to the rim. But. Uh, I mean, every every point guard you play against, especially in this conference, brings something different, and I mean, it's extremely tough to guard all these guys. Is it? I mean, this might sound silly, but is it a different experience each time? Um, as far as playing Russ? Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's coming at you. That's that's what he does. I mean, he's not gonna change it. But um, I mean, it's probably more difficult every time. Every every time you go up against it, but uh, I wouldn't say it changes. What'd you say to him when he said he was too fast? <laughs> Uh, nah, I was like, man, I was right next to you, but he got, he, he got that one.
Kings have the day off today. They will be back in action on Friday as they host the Memphis Grizzlies. The Kings and the Grizzlies have so far split their season series at a game apiece. Uh, the Kings won the first game in Sacramento. The Grizzlies won the more recent game in Memphis. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. going to be ready to go for Memphis. Unfortunately, the Kings will not have Marvin Bagley. He is set to be reevaluated re- here uh, in just a couple of days, but he is still on a crutch, uh, so we are expecting him to be missing Still a, a decent amount of time. However, will Bogdan Bogdanovich and Iman Shumpert be back? That is the major question. The Kings are definitely going to need their production uh, and do need their production, especially off the bench. Uh, the Kings bench unit just last night looked, uh, they just couldn't get anything done. They couldn't do anything offensively or defensively, quite frankly, against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who, by the way, are a good team. Let's not pretend uh, that the the Kings, even shorthanded, should have beaten uh, the now 20-10 and 10 Oklahoma City Thunder, who still had their big three in Russell Westbrook, Adams, and Paul George. Make no mistake about it, even though they didn't have Felton and Schroeder, who are both out with suspensions, the Thunder did what they were supposed to do last night. That's come into Sacramento and beat a wounded but talented young squad. The Thunder, there's a reason why they're number three in the Western Conference right now. They're going to be a playoff team to be reckoned with. So while I'm not okay with the the result from what we saw last night, I understand why that result came about, and I'm not mad at it as someone who not just covers this team uh, but watches and supports this team. But you're going to look for a nice bounce-back opportunity here on Friday against the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that tends to trend older, so a team that you might want to get out and transition against and and run into the ground. I'm expecting another great game from De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald continues to play super, super well, and then hopefully we'll hear very, very soon if Bogdan Bogdanovich or Iman Shumpert are going to be good to go. go. Even having one of them back uh, would make a big difference against a team like Memphis. So we will come back for tomorrow's podcast, and we will preview uh, that game. I might have some more commentary, some more thoughts, maybe a guest uh, in regards to the uh, Willie Cauley-Stein comments and the Willie Cauley-Stein situation. Again, I want to clarify uh, that... I in no way, in, in putting those tweets out, and you can follow me on Matt George, or on uh, Twitter, at MattGeorgeKHDK at any time, every single game that I go to, I always go into the locker room after the game, and I always go to the, the post-game press conference with head coach Dave Yeager, and I tweet out the quotes without any opinion, without any context, anything. I just tweet out the quotes, what they're saying word for word, or as close to word for word as possible. Sometimes they'll be abbreviated, and then I'll come back later, like I did with the Willie Cauley-Stein quote. I'll come back afterwards, after the interview is done, and I'll get the entire quote word for word so that you have each and every single thing that the player or that the coach was saying uh, for you to read available to you. Then Sean Cunningham or, or many other media outlets will provide the video. I provide the audio here on, on Locked on Kings. The point is... Nobody, at least that I associate myself with and and myself, we are not after any kind of vendetta uh, to try and single out any players or to try and uh, to push any kind of negative news in order to gain traffic. That's not what we're about, and that just doesn't work in Sacramento. We've seen it time and time again. It's bad, and I don't care. We're not TMZ, right? I have no desire to be TMZ. Uh, and I have no desire uh, to call out or to to put any players in a bad situation in a bad light because ultimately their jo- job security is ten times or a thousand times bigger, bigger and better uh, than mine is or than any of us are there in the uh, in the locker room with Sacramento media. So that is the case. Again, I want to emphasize: I in no way believe that Willie Cauley Stein was saying yesterday, uh, last night, that 
he is not going to be rebounding and not going to be blocking shots and doing those things unless he gets paid. I don't believe that is the case whatsoever. If you interpreted that way, that's on you. That's your own thing. I'm not responsible for that. So uh, I, I hope you enjoyed the, co- uh, the getting the context, at least from me, the opinion from it. I'm curious to hear your opinion on it. I've gotten a lot of opinions over the last 12 hours or so on Twitter, and you can you can join that fun again at MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter. You can also email me at any time, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Good or bad, I always try and respond uh, to those emails and love to interact with you, so please take an opportunity to do that. We will be back tomorrow for uh, more Locked on Kings coverage, getting ready for the Memphis Grizzlies inside the Golden One Center. Uh, until then, my name is Matt George. Thank you again for listening. Have yourself a fantastic Fantastic Thursday, and we will be back tomorrow on the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.